Hey y'all, this Amy, Dr. Amy. Let's have a conversation. So today is going to be a health topic. I'm going to do some health education today. Um, I am a doctorate prepared nurse practitioner, DNP. So I would be doing you a disservice if I did not have some health conversations along with some life conversations. So let's have a conversation about high blood pressure or the medical term hypertension. So hypertension defined, the Mayo Clinic defines it as when the force of blood pushing against the artery walls is consistently too high. And that, that word consistently, consistently too high, which in turn can cause the, the heart to work harder to pump the blood. So imagine your heart, um, the blood flow, the arteries should be open and, and your heart should have an ease of blood flow. When those arteries are narrowed or constricted, um, it can cause your heart to work harder and cause consistent narrowing of those arteries and have um, caused your blood pressure to be high and cause your heart to work harder to pump the blood out to your, your body. Your heart pumps the blood out to your body through the arteries. It pumps the blood out to your brain. Your brain has arteries, uh, your eyes. Your heart itself also has arteries that it pumps blood to itself. Um, your intestines, your kidneys, sexual organs, also um, down to your toes. So every part of your body needs that blood supply and oxygen in order to maintain the health of your body and to maintain the health of each organ. So we're going to talk about the chart is going to show you this first chart that I'm going to put up. It shows you the normal blood pressure reading, uh, the borderline blood pressure readings. Um, stage one, stage two, and also hypertensive crisis. So it's important to know your numbers. If you're not sure if you have high blood pressure, um, check your blood pressure when you're in the store, one of the grocery stores, usually by the pharmacy section, they'll have a blood pressure thing. You can sit down. I advise you to just sit down quietly for a few minutes, relax, legs uncross, check your blood pressure, write it down. Um, so when you go to the doctor, you can let them know, you know, I stopped by and I checked my blood pressure at the store. Or if you get regular checkups, and you know your blood pressure readings, uh, make sure you're getting those regular checkups so the doc you and your doctor knows your blood pressure readings. So know your numbers. Things that can cause um, elevated blood pressure, sometimes we don't know what causes it. We call that as essential, essential hypertension where we just don't know what's causing it, your blood pressure. Um, your ethnicity, black people, we are predispositioned with our chemical makeup. Um, so we're known to have elevated blood pressure readings, our ethnicity. Um, if you have thyroid disorders, sometimes thyroid disorders can cause you to have elevated blood pressure readings. And also drug use, illegal drug use. Those are some, some factors that can cause you to have elevated blood pressure readings, but sometimes we just don't know what may be causing you to have a good family history. Um, it's in your family, in your genes. So know your numbers, um, know your family history. If you know you have known high blood pressure, make sure you have a blood pressure machine um, 
so you can monitor your blood pressure at home. Because if you start feeling lightheaded or dizzy or have a headache, um, the first thing I know I tell my patients to do is check their blood pressure. Check your blood pressure. It may be too low. It may be too high. So know your numbers. Um, a lot of times people don't have any symptoms when their blood pressure is elevated. Hypertension is known as the silent killer in the health field. So very important. You know your numbers. Get your regular checkups. So like I say, you and your doctor knows your numbers. So the chart I showed earlier, it shows the normal blood pressure readings. Uh, the sec second thing I'm going to discuss is uh, consequences of, six consequences of consistent, consistently elevated blood pressure. So number one is stroke. Your brain needs blood supply and oxygen because your blood is responsible. Your heart pumps the blood out to your body. Um, along with the oxygen that's flowing through it. So if you have constriction of flow due to plaque buildup or just you know chemicals that are constricting that blood flow through your artery and you're not having good blood supply to your brain, you can have a stroke. Um, there are two different types of stroke. You can have what we call ischemic stroke where you're not getting that adequate blood supply. Um, you have constriction, plaque buildup, or clot that your blood, your brain can't get that blood supply and that oxygen. So it's kind of like having a brain attack. Um, so you have a stroke. You also, the other type of stroke is a hemorrhagic stroke, which when your blood is pumping under so much pressure and those arteries get weak and they can leak. And that can cause a hemorrhagic stroke when you have that leakage or burst in that blood vessel, that artery. So those are two different types of strokes that you can have. So stroke is one consequence of consistently elevated blood pressure. Um, vision loss is another um, consequence of elevated, consistently elevated blood pressure. Again, your eyes need blood supply and oxygen. If there's constriction or blood flow is impeded to getting in your to your arteries in your eyes, it decreases your vision. So get your get your um your vision exams every year. If you have known blood pressure, elevated blood pressure, known hypertension, get your vision exams every year. Make sure you have good, healthy blood flow in your eyes. Even if you don't have blood pressure issues, still get your vision exams every year. Number three consequence, heart failure. When your heart is working so hard under pressure, your heart is a muscle. That's one muscle in our body we don't want to work to overwork. So when you're consistently, that heart is pumping consistently, trying to get blood flow through those arteries under so much pressure, your heart is eventually going to give out. It's going to, it's not going to pump as well. It's going to get weaker and weaker and eventually fail. So heart failure is one of the consequences of consistently elevated blood pressure when it's just pumping under too much pressure. Another consequence is a heart attack. Like I said, your heart also supplies its own arteries with blood and oxygen. And if it's any narrowing or plaque buildup within those arteries, on your heart and your heart areas of your heart cannot get that blood supply a heart attack can cause a heart attack another consequence of elevated blood pressure uh, sexual dysfunction your sexual organs also need blood supply in order to function properly and if they're not getting adequate blood supply and oxygen down there men and women we can have um, decreased sexual function a kidney failure, another consequence. Your kidneys are responsible for filtering your blood. Um, they also need blood supply and oxygen to 
filter your blood. So if you're having decreased blood flow through your, to your kidneys, they won't work properly to filter your blood. So if your kidneys fail, guess what? They're not filtering properly. Toxins build up in your body. If we don't get that under control, it may lead to dialysis, so you don't want to get it to that point. So kidneys is definitely another consequence. Kidney failure is a definite uh, another consequence of consistently elevated blood pressure. So those are the six consequences of um, consistently elevated blood pressure. Stroke, vision loss, heart failure, heart attack, sexual dysfunction, and kidney failure. So, but there's hope y'all. Let's let's talk about the seven ways. Num seven is the number of completion. So we're gonna talk about, we had the six consequences of consistently elevated blood pressure. Let's talk about seven ways that we can get those blood pressure under control so we don't have those consequences, okay? I'm here to educate you far as your health, keep you healthy. Let's get those um, numbers under control. Know your numbers. So number one, number one way we can control our blood pressure, our diet, uh, low salt, low sodium, low fat diet. The thing is with salt, salt naturally draws in fluid. So when you're drawing in that fluid with that salt, it puts more strain on your heart, which can make your heart work harder, um, which in turn can raise your blood pressure. So try to avoid too much salt. Try to avoid adding too much salt to your food. I know a lot of us, we add salt before we even taste our food. Um, fast foods, high amount of salt, canned foods, um, those processed foods, frozen foods, those things, they're preserved with the salt. So, and I know that some people, I mean, that's something they live off of. It's, you know, affordable, but we just have to be mindful um, not to eat in excess those things because they're full of, they're high salt content in those type of foods. Uh, the normal dietary intake for someone that does not have hypertension, 2,400 milligrams of sodium a day is the recommended. So get in the habit of reading your um, nutrition labels. You can see how much salt content is in each food. Because people with elevated blood pressure should actually have less than that, less than 2,400 milligrams. And those with kidney failure, um, even less than that. So definitely monitor your salt intake so we're not getting that extra fluid in and putting extra strain on our heart. A second way to help control your pressure, avoid stress. When we're stressed out, it releases those chemicals in our body that raises our blood pressure. Some of us have these um, stressful careers and professions. That's, you know, sometimes we, I mean, that's how we make our living. But when you know you're gonna be in a stressful situation, walk away, do some breathing exercises, learn some coping mechanisms, pray. You know you're encountering, you know, you got deadlines for some projects that are due. And don't procrastinate. That's causing more stress on yourself. So try to avoid stress. That's number two. Uh, number three, exercise, because we have to control our weight. Um, obesity is a, num is a cause of, can cause you to have elevated blood pressure. So exercise to help control our weight. And also exercise, I know some people think, well, exercise, don't want that cause your heart to work harder. It actually causes your heart to improve blood flow, causes relaxation to help improve the blood flow 
of your heart and um, the blood flow throughout our body. So exercise as tolerated. I'm not saying that, you know, you should do anything strenuous that you're not able to do and cause any injuries, but um, exercising, getting that heart stimulated. If you can't go out and go for a walk, do some chair exercises if you know you can't get up. You're laying in the bed, do some arm exercises that help, you know, get that blood flowing. Do those, move those legs in the bed to get that blood flowing. There's options out there for people that have limited mobility. So that was number three. Um, number four, stop smoking. Stop smoking. Nicotine constricts your arteries, causes elevated blood pressure. No alternative to it, just stop smoking. There's help out there for people that are, um, that need help. Tobacco Florida, you can reach out to them and you know, most of the time they offer like free resources, um, patches or the gums to help, you know, get, so you can stop smoking. So, but we have to get, that nicotine is not good for your body. It's not good for your circulation, constricts your blood vessels, impedes your blood flow to your legs. So let's stop smoking. Number five, maintain hydration. Especially here in Florida, we're summer all year round hot outside make sure you're not getting dehydrated you know when you get dehydrated it can also cause your blood pressure to go low so make sure you're staying hydrated keeping your it'll keep your blood flowing keep your kidney keep that blood flow through your kidney so it's filtering your blood now those that have heart failure now be mindful you're not in that you know, going out in that heat and getting yourself dehydrated because if you're drinking too much fluid, that can all, that can put more stress on your heart. So those patients with heart failure, you know, you have fluid restrictions. Uh, be mindful of, you know, being hydrated. You know how much you can take in. You know how much your, your doctor, your kidney doctor allows you to drink per day. So be mindful of that, those with heart failure and kidney failure. Number six, avoid excessive caffeine or alcohol use. Y'all heard what I said? <laughs> Avoid excessive caffeine or alcohol. I didn't say don't have any caffeine, don't have any alcohol. Excessive use can cause elevated blood pressure. So avoid excessive use of caffeine, coffee, teas, sodas, alcohol. And number seven, if you know you have a diagnosis of hypertension, elevated blood pressure, take your medication. Take your medication as directed. Take it daily if it says daily. Take it twice daily if it says twice daily. Don't take it like you want to take it. Take it as prescribed. That's the only way you're going to maintain your blood pressure and put it on and keep it under control. If it makes you feel bad, because a lot of those blood pressure medications can make you feel funny, lightheaded, dizzy, because it's relaxing your arteries, it's relaxing, you know, so your heart doesn't have to pump so forcefully against that pressure. So it's going to cause some of those symptoms of, you know, lightheadedness and dizziness. If you notice that happens, try taking it with, you know, food. So it helped lessen those symptoms. Don't take it on an empty stomach. If it continues, then talk with your doctor. Don't just stop taking it. Talk with your doctor. It may be a different medication that you may be able to tolerate better. So please, if you know you have 
elevated blood pressure don't just stop taking your medication and you're walking around with your blood pressure high and it can cause those consequences that we talked about so take your medication communicate with your doctor if you know you can't tolerate it or your nurse practitioner if you can't tolerate it there's different blood pressure medicines out there for different people some are more tolerable than others so take your medication have a blood pressure monitor at home so you know your blood pressure readings. Write down your blood pressure in a blood pressure log. So when you go to the doctor, they'll know, okay, is your blood is the blood pressure medication working? Sometimes when we go to the doctor, we'll have a elevated blood pressure in the office because some people just get nervous. They don't want to hear no bad news when they go to the doctor. So they automatically just get real nervous and their blood pressure goes high. That white coat syndrome, they call it. So I always would advise my patients to write down your blood pressure morning and, and night for 30 days or over a three month period. If you know you see your doctor every three months, log your blood pressure morning and night. Or if you don't want to take it every morning and night, at least once a day, log it down, write it down. When you go see your doctor, the doctor's appointment, you will have a log because it gives us a bigger picture of how you're controlling your blood pressure. Because when you come in the office, it's just, we just only have just that one reading. So when you come in with your log, we can see, oh, okay, your blood pressure has been under control. This is your average reading. So we'll just, we'll either just maintain, keep you on with your on, or we may have to add something, increase the dosage of what you're already taking or add something on top of that to help maintain it even more. So I encourage you, if you know you have known hypertension, monitor your blood pressure at home, write it down, take it to your doctor's office so they can see it, so they can have a bigger picture of how well your blood pressure is controlled or not controlled. That way they can decide, okay, you we can decrease the dose or we need to increase the dose or we need to add something else communicate with them and let them know if you're having these side effects they can offer an alternative medication communication is important all the way around so let's get your blood pressure under control know your numbers those seven ways to help control your blood pressure avoid added salt watch your diet um, stress Avoid stress. Exercise is tolerated. Number four, stop smoking. Number five, maintain hydration. And those is some exceptions with those with heart failure. Um, six, avoid excessive caffeine, caffeinated or alcoholic beverages. And number seven, take your medications. Take your medications. Know your numbers. Communicate with your doctors. Write down your your blood pressure log it'll do everyone a world of good if you know what your readings are and it'll help prevent some of those consequences we talked about earlier i hope y'all learned something today i appreciate y'all listening i love y'all have a good day